Okay, good evening everyone. Uh, welcome. Um, <coughs> I believe tonight is the last installment uh, for this talk on the end of war. And the subtopic is supposed to be uh, love. Yeah, I got it right. <laughs> okay. So, what does this title have to do with uh, ending war? I think perhaps uh, we sort of covered that <laughs> with the last talks, and uh, it sort of end, ends up where do you end war? In the the first few verses of the Dhammapada. I'm sure a lot of you have read it already. If you haven't read it, you should uh, pick up your, your, a copy. It's a tiny little book. Uh, the uh, I forgot exactly uh, who did it, but uh, there's a bigger version of it. It's really it's this big because it's large print and filled with illustrations. <laughs> so don't be afraid of it. And in it, uh, for each verse, uh, there's a story given behind that verse. So the Dhammapada is more like a compilation of it's like little things that I've heard Buddha said here and there. Uh, it's like a, uh, what they call those kinds of books, 65 something per day for the year, something like that, that quotes you're supposed to do for the, for the year, okay, every day. So the Dhammapada is something like that. Uh, it's, it, it's not a sutra where the Buddha sat down and talked and, and, and after, the, after the talk and then somebody wrote down that talk. But it's actually uh, uh, various sayings after the talks scattered throughout uh, his career as, a, as the, the wheel-turning Buddha. Okay? And uh, someone collected them, uh, uh, or various people collected them together and it became that book called Dhammapada. Uh, the Tibetan uh, have the Dhammapada, and they also have another version, which is worse. It's like a, a, a like an addendum to the Dhammapada. S but there is this very thick one. I think if you're interested in the uh, context out of which each of the verses came out of, you will you can find it. Uh, it's uh, it's more in the Pali. Uh, it comes from the Pali tradition. Okay. Uh, so in the, very in the very first few verses of the Dhammapada, the Buddha begins talking about, uh, almost like saying, uh, 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 suffering, wh wh where does suffering come from? Where does happiness come from? And he links suffering to uh, uh, basically, uh, okay, mainly, if you have, if you hold thoughts of anger in your mind, what follows you, is what follow, what will follow will be will be suffering. And then if you hold, uh, if you hold on to the opposite of anger or thoughts of patience, thoughts of love, then the opposite of that, w w the opposite will follow you. Uh, uh, pleasant experiences, happiness will follow you. And then he, there's, a, there's one particular verse uh, somewhere where you sort of try to su summarize, where everything sort of summarizes, where he says that uh, 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 anger does not conquer anger. So uh, in just that one line, 
is, an, is, is the uh, answer to what everyone is trying to accomplish, to what every nation has been trying to get after. Okay. The reason that people subscribe to anger is not because that they believe that anger they're going to get anger back. It's not because they believe that they're going to get suffering as a, as a return. We believe that we are going to get the exact opposite. The reason that we subscribe to anger is because we believe that we are going to get peace, we are going to get a resolution to, to, uh, 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 to, to, a, to a problem. We are c and, and we act out of it because we are convinced. Okay. Every, you could say that every action comes from a, uh, a point of whether the conviction is uh, uh, something that is at the, at the top of your head or whether it's a conviction that is deep within your unconscious. That is what is, what is, that is, what is driving every action a conviction. Okay. So the reason that we behave out of anger, the reason that we behave out of any of those emotions, jealousy, envy, and all those uh, emotions that are lumped together as unskillful, as, uh, as uh, uh, destructive emotions or klesha, peace disturbers, you can call them, because that's, what, that, that's the definition. They are peace disturbers. They disturb peace. And then interestingly enough, they disturb the peace and they go out and disturb the peace outside in our environment. So that's their function, that is their nature, that is definition, that's what they are. They disturb natural peace. So we cannot use them, we cannot rely on them to bring about peace because it, it is, it, they are, it's impossible for them to do so. It's like asking water to, uh, to dry a place. Okay? It's impossible for water, okay? or asking fire to quench a thirst. It's impossible for it to do so. So it's impossible for any one of those emotions within those categories that are called unskillful, that are called peace disturbers, to, uh, to bring peace. But we are deluded to think that they can do the opposite. When someone, when you're engaged in a situation and you feel anger coming up, feeling, you're feeling what is natural for samsara to continue. Okay. If you want samsara to continue, this natural feeling will help you to continue it. Okay. But if you want samsara to end, if you want peace to really come here, you have to do something unnatural. You have to do something unnatural to samsara. And what is the you have to do what you have to do the opposite of what anger is asking you to do. Okay. And at times it may seem like we are weak if we act if we don't act out of anger. It may seem like we are, we are, we are uh, actually perpetuating the, the problem if we, if we don't act out of, out of anger. And the anger that I'm speaking act that appears to be an act of anger. I'm talking about the intention. That's where the real emotion, that's where the real intention, that's where the real cause lies. Okay. It's not so much appearing to be angry or imp, appearing to be loving, but your true intention. If your true intention is to harm the other party, if you harm anyone, then it's anger. It doesn't matter if you, if you appear to be doing something that is loving on the, on the appearance of it. The, 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 the outcome will be the same. Okay. So, you can say that, and here I am again saying, you have to stop me when I'm saying so. <laughs> it's a bad habit I picked up. I don't know where. <laughs> 
you can see that from the outstart we are it is peace that we are looking for we're not looking for the opposite of peace we're not looking for strife we're not looking for for suffering but we are deluded and of the habit that we have developed the strength of the habit that we have developed in surrendering to anger and angers as friends jealousy and so forth because of the habit of taking refuge in them then it is tool for us to be suspicious of love to solve actual problems it is natural for us to think that perhaps we are being weak if we are if we want the benefit of this person the benefit of this other uh, of this other party it's natural for us to do that and seeming natural uh, uh response is because of the habit that we have developed the purpose of any habit is to perpetuate itself it doesn't matter if it's going to benefit you or benefit anyone the purpose of a habit is to perpetuate itself okay so when you have a natural feeling come up to perpetuate a habit that is it's that is the purpose of that emotion to perpetuate the habit and it, it doesn't matter if it's beneficial to you or not beneficial to you if it doesn't matter if it's advantageous to you or if it's going to bring benefit to someone else if it's a habit it will develop its momentum to perpetuate itself and that's just the nature of a habit so in the process of developing a, a habit that goes against samsara that habit once it gets once it develops its momentum it will continue regardless it 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 it's not thinking oh uh, i'm going i'm going to destroy samsara or let me continue it's just its nature to perpetuate itself so there it goes again <laughs> to get <laughs> to get to the point where you act out of love without reserve to uh to seeming social shame to seeming appearing to be uh uh a weak either to your own self or appearing to be weak to others is just a matter of developing a habit but the same way any habit is developed this, the 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 habit that we developed the strong power that we have invested in anger and all its uh allies came from uh the same uh it's the same method gradually it wasn't one it wasn't all of a sudden we were uh completely new and became uh, uh an advocate for 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 anger or uh, uh i want to say something even uh a bit stronger than that we became disciples of anger we became followers of anger okay we were gradually seduced that's when seduction became conviction and now we are ready to stand up and fight for anger that it actually brings about res- resolutions and we look for uh distorted facts to prove it okay so we have to do the same thing but this time don't don't seek to bring love is is powerful that love will bring about some sort of uh real resolution 
get to the truth of the matter get to get to the fact get to facts okay when you have these kinds of things as a as a basis of conviction it is much more difficult to undo them it's much more difficult to uh, when the conviction is based on directly having perceived a fact <laughs> it's going to be difficult. It's a habit. <laughs> uh, there's something that I have to say in connection to uh, the, the subtopic where uh, avoiding what doesn't work. And in there I mentioned not doing anything. And not doing anything doesn't necessarily mean that a situation comes up where uh, a situation outside of you comes up where you're asked to do something, like you see an injustice somewhere, and you don't even at least you don't even have the thought for the injustice to go away. Okay. It also means that when there is, when you feel a genuine. Uh, A genuine emotion of love, a genuine sense of a motivation to act out of love and not to do something. That's what I was really trying to get to when I said not to do something. <coughs> not so much looking out for causes in the world. I mean, <laughs> they're, 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 you don't have to go look for them. You know, they're, no, they're everywhere. Not necessarily to go out and look for something about it. But when you feel a sen genuine sense, ah. A, a, a motivation to act out of love and not to do something, not to act out of that emotion. Okay, that's when we are. That's something that we should avoid doing. That we ha that we've been doing in the past. And the reason for this is perhaps those the reason that I mentioned before. We might we feel that uh, might appear to be weak. We might appear. We, we might. Uh, it may not be the. Uh, this person doesn't deserve to be loved. This person doesn't deserve to be. Uh, to have compassion for, or this uh, this situation is not a situation for love to come in. Okay. For if you want a resolution for any problem, the only will solve it. The only mo the only intention, the only motivation that will bring about an actual uh, resolution is to act out of the intention of of love. That is a conviction that you have. We have to start to build up. We have to start to undermine the conviction that anger will bring about any resolution. I'm talking about the intention of, of acting out of anger, but the actual intention. We have, to be, we have to convince ourselves that it is the opposite, that it only brings about a worse problem than we are, than we are facing. It only makes it worse. And at least at least it brings no that's the least thing anger does it brings no resolution whatsoever and if it actually brings something it brings something worse than we, than we, are, than we faced before and should I take examples I don't have to, should I take examples maybe I should take examples a lot of times uh, it's not so much that what you're hearing at a lecture, what you're hearing from a from a 
from uh, hearing His holiness. And not so, so, not so much that it's not it's something that you're hearing for the first time. It's just that you need to hear it from someone else's mouth, so you can get so so that your so that some part of you can start getting conviction. It's like some part of you already you already convinced that it will work. You already are convinced about that. But for some reason, hearing your own voice, hearing your own uh, voice in your own mind doesn't seem to bring about the necessary measure of conviction so you can start acting. So you need to hear somebody like His Holiness. Why? Why, why, why does it have to be His Holiness of Diana to say it? The guy you know, in the street. It's the same words. Why does it have to be His Holiness? Yeah, and what does that mean? We're, we're very high up. We have some confidence that this is a person who knows what works and what doesn't work, what is correct and what is incorrect. So we already have established a level of conviction with that person. Okay. Through the same process of establishing a level of conviction with the guy just in the street. Okay. But, that, but the, the words, it's the same, still the same words. Okay. So, sorry, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that level of conviction, so that you're no longer a sub, uh, uh, subject to anger trying to persuade you to be, to be, to be the, uh, the motivator for an action. It begins with looking at examples, looking at actual examples. You, I will solve this problem. Look at previous situation where anger promised to solve the situation. Did it solve it? Are you completely free of that, uh, of that uh, problem? Or that, pl place that place where anger promised to solve that problem, did it pro completely solve it before? Uh, should I bring an example? And maybe you can tell me an example where anger said, I will solve that problem for you. <laughs> you give me one. I don't want to sound like if I'm the one who's being prejudiced or something. <laughs> one time I shouted at my daughter because she wouldn't get into her car seat. And she wanted to sit in one seat and, seat and I shouted at her so much that her sister volunteered to sit in that party that she didn't want to solve my Uh, I'm not sure how 
Those two things are connected. Okay. The question and the Sorry. example. You said you were not I upset, and you said, how do you not no, get upset? I wasn't upset, but for whatever reason, like my other friend and him was like, you sounded so upset or so angry, but inside of me, I wasn't angry. I just said, I just was telling the person, you, you didn't, your obligations were, you didn't meet your obligations. Uh-huh. And we, as a result, we had to deal with a lot of things that it wasn't our obligation. Okay. And so, yeah, I was upset, but it wasn't like, I wasn't feeling angry, angry, but in my uh-huh. voice, Either he's avoiding the, that he doesn't want to deal with this obligation. Maybe he, he felt that you were upset. I guess we're angry. Mm-hmm. So how do you tell somebody? <laughs> 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 you're a little angry, but not angry. <laughs> no, but when you want to tell somebody you're not following through their obligation, mm-hmm. and they're denying it, mm-hmm. or they're don't see it. And you're like, oh, okay, you're okay. not seeing it, okay, I'm leaving mm-hmm. this alone. <laughs> okay, now this is exactly what I think uh, a lot of us find, is find, find ourselves. Uh, you can say for the most part that when someone acts, uh, especially when, they, uh, when, they, when, they, when we believe that we are acting from thoughtfulness, we believe that we are doing what is right, okay? And, and this is what, where I'm pointing to where anger comes in, tension, you, you, want, to, you want to, this person did something that was, not, that was not supposed to be done, and you just want to convey that to that person, so that person will not do it again, okay? But that noble intention now was undermined, I'm not saying it was in your case, but it, this is a situation where such in, in, intentions become undermined by anger, disguises itself as that noble intention, I need to set this person straight. And then it's just disguise anger. The, the thing to do is to go back and, and verbally talk, in, and talk to your mind. What would I want, what good do I want for this person? And just hold this in your mind, what good do I want this person to benefit from this? And just hold this thing in your mind. Okay. Even though the emotion may not be there to accompany the, the words in your mind, but to have just the words in your mind is, is a start. And eventually, the words will invoke the emotions. And, and just holding those thoughts, those words in your mind, it will sort of gear your mind at least away from perhaps anger to take, uh, taking over. Anger comes in, it will, gi- it will guide your mind towards the things of anger. So just give it, just distract your mind from the anger, even with the thoughts. And if you cannot hold on to the, at least the words in your mind, I want to benefit this person, if, if you really can't say those words, and whenever, whenever the person comes to your mind, you say, I really want to benefit this person in the, in the future. <laughs> then, you know, whenever this person comes to your mind, all you can think about is really harming this person. Then if, really, if, it's really, if it's really difficult for you to at least have those words in your mind, Go away. And as you're going away, remember, anger is trying to take over. Anger is trying to sabotage things here. I, want, I, don't, want any, I don't want any trouble here. I don't want any uh, bad things happening here. But anger is trying to take over. Do its work again. It, it, anger will not solve this problem. It will only make it worse. And, and, and also, we could think about ourselves. Think about uh, you like a, a parent. And, uh, at, at times, you have to play the parent to sentient beings. Sentient beings are like, child, are like, are like you know, children, and you're like a parent. You have to be skillful in how you deal with them. Certain things, you know, you can't do certain, certain uh, children at certain age, you know, the, the uh, you know, uh, what you might call the, the stark truth. 
you have to sort of gradually lead them to it. And it's not because you want to lie to them, but you just want, it's your skillful means of actually getting them to where you want them to be, that, that beneficial place for them. Some people, they need, some people, you need to hear things as they are because that what, that's what will benefit them. Some people will need to be gradually led there because that's what will benefit them. Because the benefit is the, is the true goal. It's not the ego coming out, it's not the goal of the ego coming over trying to feel important at that moment that needs to be satisfied. Okay. We have to be careful, we have to be, we have to be, uh, they only sabotage our true intentions, our true goals. Okay. The very thing that anger promises you, that anger promises us, we have to remember it cannot deliver. It actually brings the, act, the exact opposite. The very thing that we want, that we are convinced that anger will bring to us, we have to undermine this and then make, bring ourselves convinced that it is love that will bring it. Even if you cannot make yourself think of you know, putting, putting those two words in the same sentence, in the same sentence in your mind at the same time, love and that source and that person, okay, love and Jeffrey. No, perhaps you know, they, they can't seem to for the, for the moment. No, at, no at, hold them at a distance in, in the beginning. Love, oh, Jeffrey, you know, eventually you'll get them together. Okay? Are you suggesting that we try to practice this in the moment, which might be incredibly difficult? Or oh, yes, oh, yes. We can't do it in the moment? Or when do we, how do we try to? I started at the moment. At the moment, try to have that, that at least the words in your mind. And if that's impossible, if that's impossible walk angry. away from, if you're too angry, walk away from the situation. And as you are walking away from the situation, the anger is not going to just leave you behind, leave, leave things alone. You have to, you have to, you have to del- undermine the, what anger is going to try to do. You have to, uh, we call anger is not going to, doesn't never help. Last time, uh, if anger uh, was helpful, this situation wouldn't have existed in the first place because I, I resorted to anger th- uh, in the past. Okay? So review things like that in your mind. Okay? Then, situation, when you're calm, when you're not being attacked, when you're not under, uh, un- un- under stress, then you do a, uh, 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 what do you call that? Uh, as if kind of thing. Uh, you see yourself in a situation and you see yourself behaving the way you want to behave. Okay. The meditation part in you so that when, that's, when that moment comes, you can have some, something to fall on, onto. Role play. role play, that's the word. Yeah, do role play. You can do a meditation where it's just role play. You see yourself in that situation, you keep reviewing it over and over again. You see yourself in that situation, that person did, did that thing, said that thing, and then you see yourself behaving out of that intention to benefit the person. Trickle and then leak into your into your into your natural behavior. Uh, that, so that is the one. <laughs> that is the one uh, one m- the main thing that is stopping us from 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 love the the motivation of every of every one of our actions. 
we have a right intention and, and the affliction or the anger comes and overtakes it and disguises itself as our noble intention. The way to begin is thinking about the disadvantage that 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 anger brings, or, men, or, ne- or any of the mental afflictions, and think of actual examples. Think of actual examples. Think of examples that you can relate with. If you cannot find one, don't don't settle for those things that you just heard about. Even uh, if it is something that you've read in a, some, some, uh, some sacred scripture, if it's not convincing to you, don't just stick with, don't just stay with it, don't just leave, don't just leave it at that. Find a date with that you can find to be, um, um, that, that what I can think of, think of is like, that is for you organic, that is meaningful to you. Just because even though His Holiness said it, if the words don't ring to you, don't, don't just stay there. Oh, if, if it must be, it must be right. For, for a lot, especially a lot of Westerners, the way we were uh, educated, especially with the, 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 newest, uh, the newest wise, the newest wise men are the ones called the scientists. Okay. They're, the, they're the wise men of our society now. They're the ones that when they speak, everybody listens and everybody says, oh yeah, the scientist says, against the scientist. <laughs> when, uh, when to prove a point to you, they say, oh, the scientist said it. Even though they're arguing against scientists. Uh, anyway, so that's supposed to be like the wise men of, of, our, of, our, of our age. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, because we have that, that, that sort of uh, scientific kind of mentality, that just because someone says something doesn't mean it, it, it should be followed just because, you know, the Buddha himself said it, right? Don't believe what I say just because you want to you show me respect. Don't believe what I say because uh, it's what others are, are, are agreeing with, but agree with it until you, on your own reasoning, have come up with, 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 with the solution yourself. Uh, unless you yourself have come up with your own uh, conviction yourself, through your own reason. You can trust your reasoning. If you let it, if you let it be truly open, truly free, you can trust it. It is your mind, your intelligence is manjushri. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> your your true intelligence is manjushri. Your guru, from the beginning until the end. When you pick up a book. It says, I am uh, Holy Scripture, everything I say is the truth. Who believes it? Who establishes it as true or not? Your mind. So you can never say someone told you to believe it. If someone told you to believe it, at the last, the last thing, the last authority has to be your own mind, whether or not you accept, what the per- whether you accept, the, whether you accept the person to be trustworthy or not. So, in your own, in your own, uh, in your own arsenal, you have the tool to decipher truth. As a matter of fact, I sometimes I'm not sure if I picked this up from somewhere or if I came up with it myself, 
but you can examine if, it's, if, it's, uh, if you find it to be of any uh, any relevance. The mind is like a truth seeker. It's like the def- it's like what the mind. It's like the purpose of the mind. It seeks truth, and when it believes truth, it holds on to it. Now, whether it is true or not, that's another story. But the mind looks for truth, and when it, and, and when it when it believes it has found it, it becomes uh, the anchor. It becomes the motivator for the mind to act, for the mind to 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 uh, to uh, other action, other activities. So the mind is in a uh, really seeking truth. If you sincerely seek it, you will be able to find it. Is it true that this motivation, this intention to harm, will actually bring about some benefit? If you are open to it, because it is religiously idealistic, not because it is poetically beautiful. Is it factual? That's what you want to get to. If you don't, if you don't get to this point of establishing that, anger and your mental afflictions are there to ruin you, you will continue to be a follower, a disciple of the mental afflictions. We will continue to allow them to be our master, to dictate for us what actions do we, do we take. And we will continue to bring about the real benefit of such actions. One way of getting to how truly the true uh, trouble uh, solver, the true, the true emotion that brings about real resolution, is to one way do a pro- uh, by elimination. For the most part, how many times have you heard, how many instances have you seen uh, where love was the complete true emotion, true intention? And then compare that to how many times anger was the true intention and look at the results that we have. You can say that we are already very skilled at listening to anger. Perhaps it's time to listen to the opposite. Let's give the opposite a try. Okay. We've, we've given our uh, worship, we've devoted our, uh, we've, we've, given, we've made uh, sacrifices to, to, to anger. We've offered up you know, the most precious kind of sacrifice that can be made already. To anger. So we've proven our devotion to anger already. We should have been rewarded a long time ago. What anger has been promising us should have been delivered a long time ago. Okay. Perhaps if we start paying attention to, paying a little bit of devotion to love, it won't be so much an act of betrayal because. Anger didn't give us anything in the first place anyway. We don't owe it anything. So let's start. Let's see. Let's, ex- let's experiment. Okay. Let's experiment with 
just paying attention to what is your real intention. If it's not love, try to make it into a, a loving intention. That is holding on to actual thinking of really benefiting. And it doesn't really matter who's at the end of really benefiting, really benefiting them, really benefiting me. If you really say really benefiting, then everyone will benefit. If you think of really benefiting, actually, bene really actually benefiting, everyone will be benefited. You will be benefited, others will be benefited, both will be benefited. At the end of that, really benefiting, then you don't have to worry about whether or not you will get benefited. As long as one, one party gets benefited, then both parties, all parties involved are, will be benefited, will share in this benefit. So through eons of Through, through eons of, of guru worshipping anger, through eons of paying homage to anger, for all our devotion, for all these eons of our devotion, this is the reward that we have, that they, that they give us. A body that will betray us, a mind that will betray us, emotions that will betray us, relationships that will betray us, an environment that will betray us. This is the reward for our devotion to anger and all its friends. So we will not be betraying anyone. We will not be betraying any trust. There's we were deluded. Step by step, when you have the intention to act out of love and anger tries to take over and tells you you are an idiot, tells you you are weak, remember what and the real reward that anger gave you for your, for your devotion before. And at least if you cannot make your full actions completely, completely informed of love, if love, loving intention that you had, at least have the words in your mind. I wish. I wish this person happiness. I wish this situation benefit everyone. And for that very moment that you can hold on to that intention as real, as palpable as you can, hold on to it. And if it lasted only for a fraction of a moment and anger comes and takes over, ruins everything, and when you recall that moment that you were at, at least you were able to think with a true intention where actual benefit was in your actual benefiting uh, uh, contentment, actual happiness was in your mind, then rejoice. Rejoice the heck out of your mind. Mm -hmm. okay.
you may have spent one, one second, one fraction of a moment with that intention, rejoice for a whole night. <laughs> okay. Keep repeating in your mind. Right, with that, for that one moment, over, you know, slap me around, bang me, uh, <laughs> slap, slam me on the floor. But for that one moment, I was free from, from the influence of anger. It begins that way. And every once in a while, like when you're in the subway and there's needs, who needs who needs help, and you feel love for that person, you feel compassion for that person, at least in your mind, wish that person well. Wish that person free of, of their pain. At least for that fraction of a moment. And if you can feel somehow unshackled by the, uh, I'm going to be here, I'm gonna, this, is, this is the most stupid thing I'm going to do, at least smile to that person. Add that action. Smile. And it doesn't matter what the person does in return. Someone asked a question, I'm not sure if it was this class or somewhere else, when you are constantly trying to do something of benefit and then they are returning harm to you. How do you maintain your love for that person? It, you will be able to maintain that love if you develop that conviction from the very beginning. The real, perhaps, the real solver of your of, of problem is love mm -hmm. for the welfare of the other. Attention for the happiness of the other. Just having that measure of conviction. Okay. Then when that moment when these moments come and that intention seems to be a bit weak, then you just keep on holding on to, to that you keep conviction and asking yourself Sincerely, am I, did I really act out of the intention to benefit to, for, uh, to benefit that person? At least, even it, it didn't have to be like for the whole minute or for the whole uh, moment. But was there at least some moment of where that intention was true and real? And if there was even the slightest bit of that moment, then you can be rest assured your action was the correct action. Your action was a skillful action. And even though the person may not be able to uh, uh, be aware of it, but there's that you are effecting change in that person and in yourself. And perhaps you spent ten years riding the elevator uh, with this uh, neighbor, and one day you decided to put this thing into practice. Just smile with true intention for that person's in, in, uh, happiness, and you never say anything. Just just smile with that intention, and that person always looks at you as if you're oh, crazy. Okay. And as a matter of fact, the person was a bit not, not quite there. Okay. The person was always angry, and that's the reason. That's the reason you probably chose that person as your subject, as your guinea pig. Okay. And for ten years, the only response the person gave you was anger. And then one day, at, uh, the person is about is moving from the from the moving out of the building, or you're moving out the building, and you happen to meet each other, and you see that one is leaving, and the person tells you that throughout the 10 years that you were there, the smile was the most important thing. Sometimes, and you know it, why don't you, why can't you remember? It's not always that you are able to respond love in kind. Why do you expect everyone to respond 
in that way when you are at, when you're trying to be loving to them. Sometimes people want to be loving and they find it weak. They find themselves weak to be able to respond in kind. They are so overwhelmed by the habit. So who you have some strength, you're able to have some fresh air. You're able to come out of the on uh, the water every once in a while and breathe. And still you come under the influence of the habit. You cannot expect someone who has never come out from underwater to suddenly break that other habit. Every action, that thought, has a positive effect. Even if you don't see it, you will later come to realize it. Love has powerful effect, lasting effect, true effect. Anger deceives us. It only brings about destruction. It is, now we can start calling, we have a final, uh, perhaps, well, a, 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 a translation for klesha. What's the definition? A peace destroyer. A peace destroyer. So that's, if, if we think of them as that way, by the stop relying on them. Uh, once I did a, an experiment with uh, the emotion. Mm, it's gonna sound <coughs> weird, but I'm, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> it was doing a retreat. Thinking <coughs> about what's wrong with desire. What's wrong with having desire? What's wrong with it? And you start to look at it. <coughs> What is it that desire is promising you? When the, when the, when the emotion comes up in your mind, uh, it's not like a, a sense of contentment right then. It's not, it's not like a samadhi in, into the, you know, in, in bliss. It's, it's a promise. That it's a promise of samadhi. It's a promise of bliss. It's a promise of contentment. No, get that. You will be happy. And then because of the promise or the hope of happiness, we start in our present state to that promised happiness. So we start to feel a little bit happy, start to feel a little bit content. And when we adjust that emotion, forget about you know, fulfilling it, you know, getting the ice cream or getting the whatever, but just that moment before you finally get the object of your desire, is because we are convinced we are. We are we are we are sold to the hope that it that is in, uh, that has been uh, presented to us. I will make you happy. And of course, who doesn't want to be happy? And the reason for some, where desire is difficult to get rid of, difficult to because we relate, we are convinced that it is through this mechanism or through this process of desire that we arrive at happiness. And when because we are convinced that is how we arrive at happiness, it is difficult for us to get rid of it because and not undo the nature of our being pleasure seeker, pain avoider. Even when you become a Buddha, we don't stop being a being, a pleasure seeker, pain avoider. 
just like when anger promises you something it's not the thing that anger is promising you necessarily that is wrong it is the means the unskillful means will, which will not give it to you that we have to avoid we have to find the skillful means of actually getting it so don't confuse those two things what anger is part the anger itself which is the act of, of, of acquiring it that's why we have to now substitute oh how do I really get this what will really get this to me and then do the do a actual uh, do a do a sincere open-minded uh, uh, reasoning I'm actually saying questioning desire the same way I can question desire I didn't just say, oh, it's in a Vinaya, I took a vow, that's why it's wrong, the Buddha said so, that's why it's wrong. That wasn't convincing my mind. Why? Because there was a conviction, all the happinesses that I've linked to in my life, I connected with having fulfilled a desire. Is a letter in a word, in a book, is going to undo that. The only way to undo it is with, with through that same nature of that conviction. I have to directly show my mind either that it is true that I can write the Buddha and say so you, you are wrong you know my mind showed me that, that it is I have to hold on to my desire thank you very much mm. or see what the Buddha saw if that's what he, the Buddha saw then say ah oh, now I see it and when you directly perceive it you are free of it you are free of the, of the wrong of the, uh, of the misconception and here lies the secret why you gotta see emptiness directly why you gotta see the true nature of reality directly only when the mind directly perceives something is the mind moved to transformation and the less that is in your mind when your mind is perceiving that the more powerful the more immediate the transformation so if you show your mind that anger has only been causing you all the problem that you experience in your life the problem with your body the problem with your emotions the problem with your mind the, the fact that you are not remembering things they used the way you used to the mind the fact that you never be able you were never able to remember things the the, the strange thing that happens between you in your relationships all that is due to the very thing that we think will solve the, will solve the problem the very thing that we go to for refuge to solve the problem for us has the very problem we're trying to run away from can you practice this on yourself? oh definitely because self, 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 self. Does that, does that make any sense? Maybe. My mother herself, from being home and forgetting things, mm -hmm. and she's getting very angry. This is a practice that she might try on herself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. With that. I also have a question to before. Like you said, that in the beginning you said, Samsara. You have to react to samsara in an unnatural way to 
stuck in the natural, uh, I can't say stuck, but it's going to have the emotion of feeling stuck in unnatural behavior for a long time. <laughs> but you keep doing it. You keep doing it. And what will help you to continue is the conviction. That's why the conviction is necessary from the very beginning. Work hard at arriving at the conviction, at any degree of conviction, and keep working on it until it's like, uh, you know, solid. Then when you start working, and when you start working, you're going to feel pain. Anger will do everything in its power, it seeming, seems like, will do everything in its power not to... It will undermine your work. It will, undermine your it will try to undermine your conviction. You will, you, will, you will seem to see examples that seem to completely disprove everything that you've proven to, uh, to yourself before. Like go back to that very natural, what you might call very, I must say childlike, but very uh, innocent, very simple, let's say, very simple conviction that you had. Don't make, uh, that's a good thing too to, get, uh, to point out, don't try to arrive at conviction through a bunch of complications. Let it be simple, that we can get back to it quickly. It might, it might take a very long time to find it. Let it be something very, very simple to arrive at. Okay. Would you say um, getting angry with good intention is okay? Getting angry with good intention. When you practice mm -hmm. until that um, good intention never gets you angry anymore. Is that the uh, getting angry with good intention. Is, is that okay compared with just... Mm. Give me an example of getting angry with good intention. Just watch yourself when you get angry mm -hmm. without oh, I see. get out of control. Like turning ang anger against yourself kind of thing? Or when you're angry at another person, you mm -hmm. watch it and then you say that's you know, was a good intention. But like what you mentioned, mm -hmm. that anger oh. may be subdued. Mm -hmm. okay. Now th in there, there I, was, I almost, I thought I was picking up uh, like Behaving from what seems to be an angry, angry behavior, mm -hmm. and then but with a with an intention to act truly, true intention to benefit. That's one thing, and that's of course that's yes. But think of mentioning something else. Uh, and getting anger with a good intention. I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> Maybe I'm good. saying that while you're practicing, mm -hmm. try not to get angry so easily, and then you just watch it, and then that. Actually, that's 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 a very good uh, place to, of starting to practice. When the, when the anger and, and I'm saying anger, you know, you know all those different shades of it, you know, however, however it comes that you can uh, that you can uh, be aware of it. Okay, we're saying anger because it's it's easier to say to talk about. If it's too overwhelming. At least you don't want it to become a motivator. 
don't, in the beginning, don't try to fight it. Don't try to uh, oppose it. You can just watch it. It's like you put yourself as uh, uh, the part of you that, that, that will be uh, susceptible to act action. You take it away and you just, you just look at it. And that's a good way for you to see what it really is doing to you. Is it, is it bringing you, you know, bliss? Is it bringing you uh, benefits? You can, you can sort of look at it that way. And don't be, don't be angry at yourself because you weren't, you weren't fast enough, you, weren't, uh, uh, you, you allowed anger to stay too long in your mind, that kind of stuff. If that kind of anger against yourself is only going to be discouraging, don't do it. But if you're the kind of personality where if you're angry with yourself and helps you to stop it, then have rage. Okay. But we have to be skillful. The end goal, what will get you there? If being angry at yourself will help you get there, then be angry at yourself. Where the anger is helping you to stop being angry. And if being angry at yourself will only make you being discouraged, make you uh, have self-doubt, then don't do it. As soon as you see it coming, stay away from it. Make something else. Even say la 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 in your mind. Okay, that's all you can do. So I know for me, most of the time, if I, I'll see myself getting upset and I can kind of step away. Sometimes if I do say something that I shouldn't, I'll even apologize right away. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful, but my one issue is um, I get very, I think, are not dumb, but like, just like, there are certain, uh, like the DMV or like, just if you like going to like a coffee store where people are maybe like not very attentive to what they're doing or kind of lazy or mm. just like, it's just like sometimes frustrating to deal with people who you kind of feel like aren't trying. Um, I just feel like I have a short fuse when it comes to like suffering fools like put it nicely so that's like one of the things that like you know that's like one of the only areas I feel like I'll kind of um in my mind it's almost like justified to Mm. just kind of be like oh make my life harder for no reason you Mm. know so that's I don't know that's something where I mean it's not in anger but it's kind of this like it's almost like you not an entitlement, but it's almost like you're like, oh, like, oh, like, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that kind of stuff where when it's, I'm having a long day and I like snap at someone, mm-hmm. I see that in a lot and just have, you know, I'll say something, I'll see it and I'll say it. But in other, like kind of those lazy things that you fall into where you kind of feel like, oh, it's okay because it's this or because of that. Oh, the, uh, and well, that falls under the, 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 same, the same place where you have a good intention and then uh, uh, affliction comes and takes over. You find it difficult to see, some, make some, to see someone as an object to, to, uh, to love and to have compassion for, you force your mind to. By forcing your mind to, when you look at that person, uh, the very thing that m- that's making you angry for that person, or that person is lazy, then make that very, make the, the, the cause for you to have compassion for them. Ah, oh, how sad that person is lazy. 
a person is suffering because he's lazy and it's true Contrarian question, <laughs> but um, I've noticed um, sometimes you can engage with people and there's no visible anger. You don't feel visible. You don't you don't feel um, anger kind of grabbing at you. But you might deal with them perhaps in a cold, logical way because they're they're wrong, right? And you uh-huh. you argue, and well, of course I I know this better than them, and I'm uh-huh. arguing, and you're not really seeing motivation there. Mm-hmm. And then later on maybe you'll get in an argument with them and in some sense if you if you get into a real argument and then you have real anger um, and perhaps you don't get really angry very often but you, this time you do you get very angry you scream and then later you feel very disgusted by what you did um, one of the things that can actually one of the actual benefits from it is that you can actually then look at the entire line of your and see that it was actually motivated out of ill will anger various other mm-hmm. negative mental mental factors, whereas you couldn't really see it at the time. It's just like, well, the person, you know, I think they're wrong. I, I need to tell them why they're wrong. Um, and, you know, you, you're acting out of a type of anger and you're totally unaware. The anger itself, when it co- finally comes up, can make you aware that your entire behavior for two or a year, you know, has been wrong. Mm-hmm. So That's the uh, deceptive nature of uh, anger, that it can disguise itself so well. Was it good or bad to, re- to in that case, if you hadn't had that blowout where you had the anger, mm-hmm. as- assuming that you can then look back on it critically and feel disgusted and then analyze mm-hmm. yourself, then isn't it true that... A benefit? Yeah. I mean, when you use it against itself? Well, when the anger actually manifests, it's the anger itself that allows you to then be disgusted, so disgusted with yourself that you're able to engage better and yeah. look at your line of behavior and just mm-hmm. say, I'm not going to... I can't afford to do this. To, mm-hmm. I can't afford to get angry, first of all. I know what it's doing to me. Mm-hmm. And these kinds of behaviors are actually manifestations of anger, but mm-hmm. I didn't... This is kind of lo- lojong kind of... Uh, uh, <laughs> what I call lojong kind of behavior. Um, very... Uh, uh, very uh, careful, very hesitant to... Uh, to fully endorse, and at the same time, I can't... No, cannot not endorse it. It's lojong. It's it's not that the anger itself is of a benefit. Right. It's the awareness of what the anger does that's of the benefit. Right. So you're. Uh, it's not that you're uh, happy. Oh, I, if if I didn't get if I wasn't angry, I wouldn't be that this benefit. The thing is, if I wasn't aware of the anger, uh, I wouldn't have this benefit. The problem is, I refuse to give. Any, sure. any credit yeah. to any of the afflictions whatsoever. Yeah. I refuse. <laughs> if, if I don't get angry, right, this mm. may behavior may continue mm. forever, right? Uh, th- this just sort of, yeah, mm. right. This subtle anger mm. of just, you know, well, of course <laughs> you're wrong, mm. and I'm not realizing that there's and so. I know what you're saying, of course. Yeah. I, I'm not going. Maybe there is something else that. Yeah. Maybe there's something else that precipitates the anger, which mm. needed to be precipitated. I don't know. No, it's just like uh, uh, this thing about uh, suffering helps people become uh, spiritual. I refuse to buy into that. Yeah. Okay. I I I don't care who says it. I I refuse to give any credit to any uh, anybody on that anything on that <laughs> side of the of of samsara that continues to perpetuate it. 
in any way. Anyway, that's my uh, personal vendetta or something. <laughs> 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 They've caused me so much suffering. I don't care. Who they are. I'm, not, I'm not giving them any any credit for what for anything. And if if there's any the tiniest bit of, of benefit, I will take credit for all of it. I mean, uh, I will give the credit to to, to the uh, the non 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 fictions. Even if I were to see anger giving, uh, no, no, this is very poetical. Even if I were to see anger giving, an, doing an act of charity, that that that. Uh, no, I, I refuse. <laughs> So I could give mindfulness the credit. I would take credit for it. that we, we consider when we're trying to get to the get get to the truth of it. Is it is it true? Is it true? That can can a loving can a loving uh, can a loving intention actually bring you harm rather than benefit? And and this example you're saying that their true intention was loving. They welcomed uh, whoever came, and then it seemed like, as a result, well, loving intention, active activity, action, and then uh, exploited and destroyed. So, because they're happening next to each other, it, we naturally assume, ah, don't be loving to strangers; they will destroy you. But when, when our minds hold on to that as a conclusion, our mind hold on to it in an absolute way. It's not saying in some situation, it's saying absolutely. And if you're saying something, yes, sometimes no, then you're completely confusing your mind. If that was the actual result of loving, uh, of loving uh, 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 intention, then that should be the result all the time. The and this is again sorry, but uh, this is where uh, we can't really see it. And examples from examples because uh, the kind of existence that we have. What was the real result of that loving intention? Did we really see it? the result of that loving intention. That's where we have to, uh, uh, I, guess, I guess, exercise caution 
or uh, really, really, really do sharp reasoning? Was it because they were loving and that's why they were destroyed? Or of their loving intention we didn't see yet? And this is just to be religious. Maybe they're in heaven enjoying themselves as different gods or maybe they're bodhisattvas right now. Maybe that's the real result of having had the intention. And what we are seeing is a display within what we call samsara. Samsara will display things for us to perpetuate itself. It will make things happen next to each other to make you think that one is the cause of the other. And I'm saying they, it, as if, you know, samsara is some guy, you know, writing things, okay, well, who am I going to mess up with today, or something like that. But just, <laughs> just for the sake of speaking about it. That exists will continue to attract towards itself, display things to perpetuate itself. We will see displays a lot of times in samsara, most of the time, that will help us think a certain way so that samsara can continue. So it, w it, w it will appear then, that's why I say pain will come. And that will then, when you're trying to be loving, completely loving, you will not see the immediate result of your loving actions. And sometimes you will meet with pain. And the way for you to continue and persevere is with your conviction. And, the, and this conviction is connected with the you can connect it with the cause, law of cause and effect. Uh, a melon seed cannot give cannot be the cause for chicken wings. You could also say another fruit, right? <laughs> Something completely different. <laughs> What if, um, what if anger is generated by a possible compassionate act, like seeing somebody on the street that is being hurt by somebody else, or your child, or being mad at our government for... And, and there again, that's, that's where the, uh, the, the, the thing, uh, the deception, the intention, there's nothing wrong with that intention. A need for a forceful action, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Then you be skillful about it. Are you are you gonna? Do you really want that that end result? Like if you see the government uh, being completely unjust, do you want an action so it can stop the injustice, or you just want an action just for the sake of the action? Sometimes we get lost in just wanting the action, and we lose track of what started us acting in the first place. There's an injustice. We want to put an end to the injustice. So let's act skillfully so we can really put an end to the injustice because if we get up get caught up in the anger and we just perpetuate the injustice then we it, it almost as if we are betraying that that normal intention we had in the first place there's nothing wrong with wanting something forcefully
when you have to deny something because it would be better for that person, perhaps. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that can be, you know, you don't have to deny in an angry way, but you have to deny it. And yeah. I found that incredibly hard sometimes. You know, it's easier for me to just give, 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 mm-hmm. and, and sometimes it may not be the best thing. Because we are focusing on one of the aims of love. One of the aims of love is to give happiness. And we will give it even if it's uh, 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 to our own sacrifice. And we will give it even if it's temporary. But we forget that the other aims of love is to benefit. We have to focus on that also. So the, if we think the only aim of love is to just make, make, uh, make happy, right away right now then we will think that oh I cannot be loving now we are deceiving ourselves we are, we are, we are discrediting love love wants to benefit wants to so if right now it's denying the person's temporary happiness is what would be a benefit then we are loving sometimes it might be uh, the opposite of love if we decide to provide the temporary happiness when, in the, when the, on the long run, it's going to bring suffering. And I don't know who said that. He said, uh, uh, Bodhisattva's foremost wants to benefit, not only want to make uh, other beings happy. That's why Bodhisattva sometimes, like Manjushri, uh, remember the example of Manjushri, uh, the example of uh, given about why you should not uh, the profound to someone who's untrained, and an opposite example is given. Remember that example? You have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does someone where you told them something and they died? Yeah. Uh, oh. There's the vow, Bodhisattva vow. Do not teach the profound meaning of emptiness to someone who's not ready. Right? And guess what Manjushri did? He taught. And what happened? As a result, that person went to hell. But because Manjushri had the foresight to see, after a person suffered this way, this person will be the best Bodhisattva. <laughs> <laughs> so Manjushri uh, was able to, who did that for the benefit of the person. I mean, no. Bodhisattva is like Manjushri, you know, a few, what's a lifetime? You know, what's a few lifetimes? Okay. You're thinking about, you know, there's an infinite, you know, there's infinite here, infinite there, and then just maybe a few million lifetimes. What's a few million lifetimes? <laughs> okay. So, the, the person, the immediate in that, I mean, there could be just a myth, but it doesn't matter. The, the, the point of the story. Okay. The, uh, Manjushri did something to that person or engaged that person in such a way where the immediate reason seemed to be that person was denied, at least denied immediate happiness, but instead had intense pain. But the end goal was the benefit of the person. After that was done, then the person became perfect vessel to uh, for for the for the profound and became a perfect bodhisattva. So, as you have to sometimes think of the aim of love is not only to bring out to make the other person happy, but also to to bring benefit to the other person. And and the benefit is uh, you could say it takes precedence over happiness. And it depends on the, on the type of uh, bodhisattva. Some bodhisattvas focus a lot on the making the happy. Some bodhisattvas focus a lot on making, um, bringing her benefit. 
but both must be present where benefit is the precedence yes <laughs> yeah, never. to that what is my intention what is it I'm trying intending to do and ask it with, with those two things do I want to harm do I want to benefit it's that very simple question do I want to harm or do I want to benefit that will tell you what's the what's the real motivation it may appear to be love but the intention is to harm then it becomes harmful it may appear to be uh, 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 harmful but the intention is to benefit so it's a true intention. What am I? What what is it? And and it, and it's not so much so much so much. Uh, what is it I would like it to be? But what is it I'm? What is it, what is it that is driving me? What is it that is driving my 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 thinking, my action, my speech? What is it driving? What is driving it? Is it? The, and ask yourself: Do I want to harm to this person and drive a truck and uh, uh, and you know while the person is crossing the street and ram him or something like that? Not necessarily have to be that kind of harm, but it could be the slightest kind of harm. And look, look to see it. Is that what's in your mind? And, you, and practically speaking, seeking a sense of satisfaction when the other person is harmed, either through your own action or the action. And there's that waiting for that satisfaction. That's the intention to harm. And that will be the last one because I think uh, we've overstretched it. I have to overstretch it. I think you're right. Sometimes say it's good to say no firmly, but without angry or anything. And, and you're right. It's the best mm. going into your calm and you can mm. say nicely the things that you need to say. Mm. And it's okay to say no. It, 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 I find that it's a, sometimes it's a problem to say something to someone else no. Because you want to wish them, you want to give them happiness. But you said, you know, for the benefit, who's getting that person better than giving them, giving them, and then they don't even think about what they're doing. Thank you. How does anger relate to fear? How does it relate to fear? Yeah. Or the same. I mean, how does it relate? Uh, it, uh, some some people have said that they're both the same. Anger is, is fear in disguise. It's fear. But you can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, sometimes it, it's, you can't really lump fear into into in categorically into one thing. Sometimes fear is asking us to be prudent, to be careful, and we have to be careful. And sometimes fear is just uh, just pure selfish intention 
worrying about this not going to be fulfilled. I'm afraid that this is going to happen to me. I'm not going to get this. this. That's one kind of fear. But the fear where uh, you, where it, it, your mind is there's a sense of be be careful, be be cautious, and you just just have to ex- asking us to exercise mindfulness. And anger usually when I've noticed that for the most part, when someone allow ourselves to act out of anger, is because we are afraid of losing something or we're afraid of getting something that we don't want. Usually that's what motivates anger. But fear in itself is not necessarily always the companion of anger. Of anger. Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, just like to encourage you to. It's along the line that uh, Warren sort of uh, ended last one, where when you specifically, when you feel any hint of, you have to be like you're overwhelmed with compassion, you know, in bliss and you're floating in the air, that kind of thing. You know, any, any measure of what you can say, oh, that's compassion, try to act out of it. At least think out of it. Think something motivated by it. And the same thing, of course, goes with when you feel any, any hint, any, any sensation of love. Yeah. That's how you start to let it become a habit. And when you're in the situation where it's interfering with uh, saving face, so to speak, I'm in the middle of a subway, for, uh, for God's sake, where, where I shouldn't be feeling wanting to do this. Okay? This is embarrassing, embarrassing to do this here. At least think to do it. This will eventually lead you to say something and eventually lead you to, to do something. Eventually, you will not, it will not even be a, a moment for where you would think it would be embarrassing to do, for you to do it anymore. At least have the thought. Don't dismiss it. Okay? When, when, it when love express it in, in some way or another, when compassion is seeking to be expressed, express it some way or another. Okay, don't just shut it down. Okay. That will be the last thing I would ask you to do. And when you're doing that, when you're doing that, you are doing Dharma. That is Dharma. It, it, nothing else is, da- is Dharma other, other, than these, other than doing that. I think truly out of love, I think truly out of compassion. And don't worry about wisdom. It will come if you truly act out of those. And if you are truly, truly seeking wisdom, you will find them at the end of wisdom. If you are truly, truly seeking wisdom, you will find love and compassion at the end. Um, I could just 
say one more thing? Please. Um, I know this was scheduled as a series of four uh, teachings, mm -hmm. and um, but I perhaps speak for more than myself, although I have not consulted anyone else here, um, in that I think that there's business and perhaps other teachings that might go with these particular teachings that would be a great, have great capacity to benefit our minds. And I would uh, therefore ask that you consider um, giving more teachings in this, in this subject and other related uh, subjects. And so, please continue to uh, teach. Thank you. Okay. I will consider it. <laughs> and I'll try to be better prepared next time. Okay. All right. So let's, uh, I think, tonight is, uh, uh, if you all don't know, but most of you know, tonight is uh, Sakadawa Eve. Tomorrow is supposed to, as, as far as the Tibetan calendar is concerned, and the, the, the most sacred day in Buddhism, the birth, the enlightenment, and the passing away of the Buddha. Okay. And, and it's called Sakadawa in, ah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, and tonight is the eve of that. Okay, so, and I think it, if just one moment on, on the subject of love it has infinite uh, virtue, I mean, we spent, I kept you here for over an hour. <laughs> we we're just discussing the virtues of love and trying to really implement it in our lives. And then, not just in a selfish way, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna get out of it, but I think I was secretly trying to uh, get you to go out <laughs> and then try it out and then infect the world with it. Okay? Maybe in a million years when we come back, this planet will have been completely transformed. <laughs> you would not recognize it. <laughs> okay. So, I, <coughs> so from this, because this, these two things coming together tonight, this auspicious subject, uh, it gives us a lot of energy to dedicate. So perhaps we can spend a little, no, maybe a minute or two, dedicating tonight. Okay, this is the close and the cost because the close of this talk. I like to try an experiment. Very daring of me. I'm also afraid of, of stating it. Besides what you are going to dedicate it to, let's dedicate it to one thing in, in common. Okay. And I'm not going to dedicate and that, that's a rule of thought for you, <laughs> rule of thumb for you also. Something that our mind is gonna bombard with, with doubts. Something that we can just let go. Okay. And then man, or a year or so later when we hear, ah, can we dedicate that to that? And we can maybe take, I don't know, maybe credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anybody wants to uh, suggest something? Propose something? Bombard with doubt but something that we can all have uh, perception of, or, or hearing of, or sight of. How about a smile? How about a, some kind of a smile? Yeah, how about a smile? No, I mean dedicate something that we want to see, something oh, that we want to hear about, yeah. And I said I'm, I, I, I'm being daring, okay? What was that? The end of the war in Iraq? 
now my mind unfortunately is not strong enough <laughs> that is the doubt that's going to be pounding my head I'll get ahead of <laughs> but, but say something along that line uh, but not, it's at the end of the war not something that we can all sort of believe and beginning go home what was the that? about that? Serious, one day we'll hear about serious talk of what well, we can say convincing serious talk on the end of the war. Is that which war? The ones about to come. Pick a war. Afghanistan? Iraq? Palestine? Oh, there's so many. With terrorism. With terrorism. With terrorism. Ending of terrorism. Oof. <laughs> 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 I didn't know it was going to be this difficult. <laughs> 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 we have that many going on. How about Tibet and a 15th Dalai Lama? Ooh. He may not. He may not feel it's good. So we shouldn't necessarily wish for something that he might not think is skillful. How about not seeing people fight on the street for a year? <laughs> not seeing people what? Fire in the street? Fighting on the street. Fighting on the street. For a year? Oh, no, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> for a week. Of a... That's improved already, based on when I when I've been. See, I, I don't know if what I'm doing is very dangerous, but uh, at, uh, what I'm sort of telling you is sort of uh, a secret that I use to 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 get my mind to be convinced about certain things. Like, let me see. And, and, and what I've learned is, don't make it too, uh, too uh, you know, that you would not believe it in the, in the first place, even <laughs> if it did happen. <laughs> but make it something that you can believe in, something that you think, well, uh, this is enough merit, I, mean, I can buy that. Well, everybody picks one person and that they get angry with, and then that they start getting angry with that person. Ooh. For one week. For one week. <laughs> yeah, like, like smiling. Uh-huh. That's, that's exactly what I was meant. Like, like, how uh-huh. does smiling make the world happier? So, especially when we start right in angry, how much does smiling mean? Mm. Walking away. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> a pa- that, 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 that's what we have to start practicing. We have to start practicing that one. That's a practice we have to start doing. Somebody was raising? Saving waves. Saving whales? Yeah. In, w- in what? I mean, that whale hunting altogether? Forever on protection. Uh, forever? <laughs> no, no, that, yeah. We don't want those kinds of things that we have to. Yeah. What was it? You don't want something where if it comes back, then. then no, some, the thing is, our own doubts is going to start poisoning it. It's oh. just about everything. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I tend to go with the Dalai Lama and and uh, China thing. If let's say something to the fact that hearing talks about mm -hmm. China is willing to have dialogue with the Dalai Lama. Mm. Sounds good. Okay. I mean, it's not it's not world peace yet, but <laughs> mm -hmm. that would be something if we were to hear about it. It would be ah. That's nice to hear. That's all right. So we'll we'll agree with that one. We'll dedicate to that. Okay. I guess that will have other implications also, right? <laughs> we probably end up ending world war in Iraq, war in Afghanistan. <laughs> okay. All right. So everybody got that one. Okay. We we'll make that that our common dedication. Okay. Thank you very much.